0: What's up everybody? Just finished up a podcast with Full Court Classics, Corby of Full Court Classics. It was super fun. We actually recorded it live on IG. If you tuned in for that, thank you. Thank you very much. We had 140 people in there uh, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of good questions, a lot of good heckles. And uh, yeah, all good times. I've known Corby for a long time. Uh, He's been in the game. He kills it. Curates the most amazing Instagram. His store is super dope transforms it every week with new product. I've never even been there, but I know because the internet tells me. Okay? I'm not even going to get into vintage news uh today. I want to keep this chills. Let's get right into the episode with full court, Corby, all about digging dead stock and living that vintage life. So, I'm just going to intro this here. I've been trying to get you on a, a podcast here for a minute. So, thank you, my G, for coming on, dude.
1: You're welcome, man. You got to have something to talk about, man. I Sometimes I'm just like, so many people doing this, man. I don't know what to talk about for an hour, but when it comes to dead stock, I can talk.
0: I got your board right here on the wall. Did you notice?
1: Yes, man. Yes. <laughs> the Master P... Peter Smollett copy. Shout out my dude, Jared Wright. He did the art. Other owner, Joe, had a lot to do with that, man. That was a lot of work, dude.
0: I bet it is, man. You guys kill it. See, like, this is something I love about your guys' store, is you operate kind of like a skate shop. You operate different than many other vintage stores, dude. You're super curated. Your Instagram page is so pristine and beautiful. And then you put out – crazy skate decks you do collabs with uh uh, skate artists like it's it's cool shit
1: dude dude the cliver thing was crazy man still to this day and i mean between us and the 69 people who are in this live right now we're going to do another one next year and it's going to be mind-blowing i'm very hyped on it but just getting that dude to do a graphic was amazing dude and that's all because of my childhood boss he hired me when i was 14 years old at west side skate shop in tarpon springs and um yeah so then he worked for nike for about 20 years just under 20 years and he owns strange love skateboards so yeah
0: yeah that was so, crazy that's man so rad so More about skating. You and your partner, Joe, right? You guys run the store together. Yep. He's also deep in skate roots, right? He worked for SB for a long time.
1: He still works for SB. Yep. Yep. He still works for SB. He is, him and I have been skateboarding since the mid nineties. He's a couple years younger than me, but We've been skateboarding for a very long time, man. I mean, I don't, I have three kids, dude. They're 13, 14, and 15. I run the business, the day-to-day of the business, so I have very little time to skateboard, and it hurts a lot more than it used to, just to ride a skateboard these days, but
0: I, I try, I know that's all man. about, dude. I know what that's like. Yeah, um, I try, so, so do your kids skate?
1: Um, my boys are serious fishermen, dude. We live like, you could hit a golf ball into the Gulf of Mexico from my front yard. So they fish, dude. They kayak. A lot of their friends have boats. We don't have a boat yet. One day. Nice. I got to sell more dead stock so I can buy a boat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully this podcast will help with that. Um, Okay. So Uh, Joe's out skating
1: right now. That's his wife.
0: That's so sick. So that will make sense. How do you I have a couple more questions about based on skating, but how do you think skating has influenced fashion as of today?
1: Dude, skateboarding is everything, bro. It's everything. It's art. It's fashion. It's hard as fuck. Like if you're good at skateboarding, you're probably good at like something else also. Because skateboarding is hard, dude. Totally.
0: Um learned a lot of life lessons trying to learn tricks.
1: Yes, dude. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I mean, dude, it's just everything to me, dude. It's fashion. It's music. Everything, dude.
0: It's That's a very, the most
1: important thing on earth, dude.
0: It's uh, that, that question. I very feel modern. like it's.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's the most influential Thing to everything dude you know I really do so still to this day how man, do you
0: I'll feel, be... um, sorry to interrupt but how do you feel then yeah. about uh, it's his name's Lucien Clark right this guy that came out with the pro shoe on oh, yeah the yeah okay this is like this to me is kind of this weird pinnacle not necessarily in a good way but just a pinnacle of where skateboarding's influence has gotten to right it's crazy there's a pro shoe, uh, a pro skater gets a shoe on Louis Vuitton. Like, what the fuck, man? 2020's wild. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I don't know, dude. The high-end designer shit isn't my thing. I think it's crazy. I think that all has to do with Virgil, dude. I, I think once Virgil, Virgil gives all these skateboarders shoes now. Um, they're constantly tagging him. All that. What's, there's my dog, yeah, and my daughter. She pooped. Awesome. Sorry about <laughs> nice. that. I'm running. Perfect. I'm running a family and a uh, and a podcast at the same time. Perfect, Knuckles. man. Multitasking, dude. Thank you, baby. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's out of my realm, but I think that Virgil is the only reason why any of that shit happens, dude. Yeah. Because sure. he he's like the crossover, dude. He he wants to be in um, everything. And he is, and it's amazing, dude. He got to design a Mercedes, bro. I've been saying forever that Supreme <laughs> needed to make a Mercedes and then he's the one who did it.
0: I, I wasn't that. hyped. That's sick.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't think it's actually for sale. I think it's like a kit car, like I I don't really even know, but yeah, dude, he yeah. got to design a Mercedes. It's crazy.
0: I think it's 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 going to be interesting to see where this goes from now, you know, because they haven't even released a shoe, I don't think. But who's going to buy the shoe? Are skaters going to actually fuck with it? And is it going to become... Bro, it's
1: probably going to be like a retail, like $500 retail shoe. Exactly. You know, so like... You, you
0: can't go out every three months and shit kick a $500 pair of shoes for the average skater, you know?
1: Dude, nowadays, I mean, that's like entry level, man. It's entry level. Virgil's way overrated. Eh. Whatever, bro. I don't know, man. I, I'm a fan. I don't rock any of his stuff. I've never owned a pair of his shoes, but it will retail for seven hundred or more a watch. I'm gonna say a, between four fifty and five fifty, but we'll see. Yeah. Um where were we?
0: I don't know. I tried to answer I, I was the I saw no that's a good answer. I saw hair on Preston. Hair on I saw a little video, the video, video of him the other day. Him he was skating, skating so he's a culture, he's a he's skater. Um, and it's like and this, it's period, this period, this crossover with the designers. With designers. And is your audio on yeah. your phone pumping? What's up? Is your audio on your phone on? I'm getting, like, double audio.
1: Make sure um, it's zero. Okay, yeah, it is. Okay, okay. Um, well,
0: that's way better, uh, that's way better anyway yeah
1: oh gee dead diggers in the live man
0: who's, who's who shout him out samuel snaps and man
1: owner of boneyard chicago yeah, him um, and tone started it all for me and then dudes like sneaker mo after me he's the og oh thrift lord and tons i like both them cats they're both awesome
0: all right sorry so let's let's get into this then so um you just came out of a dig from from what i saw on instagram we kind of talked about it but you you got into somewhere that you've been working on for a long time and that's kind of important to, six to years bro yeah that's crazy it's important to touch on when we're talking about dead stock here because these things don't just like jump out at you they don't happen easily but the problem with a lot of these digs and the the people that have the digs is that the reason they have them still is because they're kind of like they 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 hoard shit man these store owners like they have detachment issues and or sorry attachment issues to this product where they don't want to get rid of it that's why we end up getting it a lot of times because they're stuck with it and then trying to pry it out of their hands is like insane it's, so it's a nightmare dude today. tell us about how this came about
1: it was through it was actually through joe joe's Joe's the one who found that. I'm not, like I said, in the stories and shit. I'm not going to get too
0: specific. <laughs> keep, keep going.
1: Thrift Lord. Oh, yeah. I saw that.
0: 10,000 snapbacks, Thrift Lord. And by the way, I give Jesse credit for everything. If you ever tune yeah. into this shit, I'm always giving Jesse credit. Um,
1: so, yeah, that was actually a connect through Joe. And, yeah, dude, six years, we knew it was there. We know the dude. He knows the dude. And it was six years of bothering him. And then, like, when it was all said and done, I ended up pissing him off, like, at the end. And it was super weird. But I'll be going back. It That is literally just the surface of it, dude. I mean, there's got to be 400 k worth of products. Plus, I'm trying to add it. I've been trying to add it up since I left. And it's just, it, it's fucking mind blowing, dude. It's just mind blowing that somebody would have that much product left over from their previous business. You know what I mean? Dude, every box I opened, it's just sized runs of shit. Like, did you ever put anything out for sale? Like, how does this even exist? How much did you spend? Mm Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, we're not gonna some, go there. Some things are sacred. So without no, giving away too much info, what was this? This was just a store that had that much backstop?
1: It was a previous store, and they had a Nike account since 1989, dude. A lot of their stuff got ruined in a fire, which is crazy because I've actually heard that story before. Very similar dig with my dude who's commenting say less fam he's the owner of boneyard i went to his spot like six years after they were digging it and if i remember correctly their spot was like had a fire or a flood or something also and yeah dude that's like the second time i've heard from two of the major warehouses i've been to that a lot of the product was ruined man which sucks
0: that happened to one of our digs downtown LA we were hitting it for a minute it was like it was not like too long nuts, ago so the stuff, wasn't, the crazy, stuff crazy wasn't crazy crazy old but they um uh, the the audio is so fucked it's, it's like tripping it's out so here it's like tripping out here anyway it's fine so for me we're going there and then finally you know because <laughs> these places you buy off the places, racks and, then they, the let racks, and then they let you go in the basement if you in the bug the them enough basement if you bug them lucky Finally, You're this like, guy was like, let us, guy was like let us go in the basement. And when we hit him basement, up a couple weeks I later, he was like, a couple later was he's like, out. everything flooded out. Had to throw a ton, of, to
1: throw shit. A ton of shit. What, you said that one was in LA? I remember the last time I was in LA, we went out to dinner, and you yeah. were talking about, like, was that the spot you bought, like, 100,000 pairs of sunglasses from or something?
0: Oh, no, we've been hitting those places for years. <laughs> there's there's still Dude. lots of sunglasses. Thrift Lord's been buying sunglasses in Texas. There's lots of sunglasses out there, but I I eventually we cleared them we cleared out all the good shit. There's not much left. We don't really go to this place anymore.
1: Bro, I found the craziest bootleg sunglasses I have ever seen in that place, man. It's like these uh bootleg Gaultier, Gaultier. Like I said, that high fashion shit ain't my shit at all. But however you say that, it's like the original bootlegs of the ones that Supreme just made whatever, uh, uh, I think it was like last year. They go for like 800 bucks. But dude, they're crazy. They're like that thick. They're they're nuts, man.
0: How come you never posted pictures of these guys?
1: I don't post pictures of much, man. I try to keep the feed clean, dude oh yeah jpg there you go like i said
0: let's hear what else was there dude run us through the product mix that you got on this last day
1: so there's a ton of urban gear there dude like pele um fubu triple five soul like a bunch of stuff that would have been sold in like the mall and like urban stores (laughs) that's true i don't really like to sell that much um but that's probably like the main thing that i'm gonna concentrate when i go back because there was a couple dudes overseas dude that were just like i'll buy all that shit and trust me dude like i want this stuff to go overseas like it should go from here to there so everything i keep i don't have you know competition on but I love to share, dude. I, I wholesale. I feel like my wholesale packages, I buy wholesale myself, dude. I feel like my wholesale packages are always super on point. I'm super fair. I always include free shit.
0: I can, I can vouch. I just got a wholesale package like last week. Good shit from another I take it seriously, day.
1: bro. Yep. I take it seriously, bro. Like I, I want to send a package that I would open and be hyped on. So yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. And then you want those repeat customers, man. You don't want to like, it's not a one and done. We're not, you know, you don't get to, to 10 years, 15 years deep in the business by sending people shit. And then they don't return. Absolutely. Man. You got to keep people happy. Absolutely,
1: man. That's why dude, like I've went into stores, man. Like I'm not going to mention any names and these are mostly like young kids, you know, who I'm talking about, but I've went into stores, dude. And like I've went into vintage stores that smell worse than thrift shop, man. Like, you go into my store, it smells better than my fucking house, dude. Like, I got kids, wife, dog, cats. Like, it, it smells better than my house in my store, bro. Every single piece of clothing that goes in there, I hand wash myself, dude. Like, I take that shit seriously, man. Yeah. You can take anything off any hanger in my store and put it directly on your body bro
0: i've talked to you about this off camera too and that shit blows my mind you know i'll I'll straight up i don't wash everything that goes in my store Um, of course no one else does man we wash a lot of frankie and you're also flipping your store every week to a new curation of products, which to me, Every week, dude. I've never even been to your store, but I want to go to your store just because of that. My biggest pet peeve in the fucking business is that you go into stores and you see the same shit on the racks. Like, why am I going to go back to your store time and time again? And that same shit's on the rack. And I'm like, I've already seen it. I don't need to come back. You gotta flip it.
1: Yeah, dude. So that that's like my biggest thing, dude. Like, if you, if you come to my store twice a month I want you to be like, holy shit! Literally, nothing is the same. It's insane. Like, I try to flip the hats. I try to, dude. Every garment. The hats are harder, dude, because like I don't, I don't find and buy as many hats as I did when I was younger. Yeah, it's just become such a t-shirt game. But, dude, like, I would say if there's a thousand pieces for sale in our store at any time it's switching two times a month because that's what I do, bro. Like the wholesale, the $1,000 boxes I do, I literally pull shit off hangers, put the hangers down, bring shit from my house and fill the hangers back up, dude. Like it's stuff that like was only in my store for 14 days or less, man. I don't, I don't fuck around, dude. Like That's super legit, I, dude.
0: I, I, admire you. I admire the shit out of you for that. Hey, let's, get back you, to, let's get back to digging here so you're you've been in this business for i know over 10 years but how when did you start
1: 2009 i discovered vintage through selling my dad's old nike shit
0: okay so so when was your first dig then do you remember your actual first dig? 2009
1: when it, was- it, it was like early 2009 um i was working i've been selling online like recently since i was a kid dude since like my mom was taking me to the post office literally bro like post office yeah my mom used to be like i would fill my mom's back seat up with sbs dude because i worked at the skate shop so i would just buy shoes for full price this was super early on dude west side was the first east coast skate shop that had an sb account and that's because of Nick, dude, who's the OG, who hired me. Who then we got the strange love deck because of him. So that's like my fake, real dad. You know, like he's he's like ten years older than me. He's like my real uncle, but not by blood.
0: Yeah. So you kind of learned but, uh, like the ropes of like having a store, operating a store through through him, right?
1: Yes, I worked at the skate shop for eleven years. Nice. Yeah. So I learned everything through that. The importance of like merchandising, the importance of flipping inventory. um, The importance of all of that shit, dude. You want a customer to walk in your store every time and be like, damn, this is crazy. I have dudes come over from Japan, you know, when pre-COVID, obviously um i was having dudes come over to japan like four times a year and they were mind blown how different it was those four times a year because they would come like different seasons you know yeah and i was just like dude this is like twice a month i flip this much and they're just like insane insane you know through that shit's so legit
0: dude and thank you like i said that's what keeps that's what keeps people stoked man that's what keeps me stoked like I said, there's straight up stores that I won't go see because they don't flip, they don't flip it like that. Or I mean you, you either have to do what you do or you just have to sell enough that you're restocking so consistently that it's like when you person comes back, it's all fresh anyway, right? And a
1: lot of people do that, man. It blows my mind, bro. Um so Joe, the other owner of Full Court, lives in Austin and he always goes to Lo Fi Austin. And dude, he's just like I sat here. For an hour and there's more people that walk in this store in an hour than walk into our store in six months like and, and we do pop-ups there pre-covid um <laughs> and it's just insane dude like i i mean i've worked retail my whole life i literally don't know anything else but um it's it's still mind-blowing to me dude like when we do like nike days where like we'll drop 100 nike pieces in our store We'll get a shitload of people in full court, but nothing like these people in cities get, dude. My dude's in Chicago. They're in stores. Insane.
0: Yeah, man. I feel that. Like, Vancouver's a pretty sleepy town. Toronto, we can pack it out when we do drops. We used to do drops there anyway. But it's not the same as, like, LA or any of these stores. And You, you, you talk to uh, – you're talking about your, your homies in Texas, right? Lo-fi, is that what you yeah, said? yeah so yeah their, lo-fi. The their whole model movie. is like straight buy sell trade right or is it just uh a dude th-
1: they're very good at buying product bro i don't even know what they do but they flip a lot and it's not like me bro it's not like they're doing you know thousand dollar mixed boxes so they can just buy more and flip the store it's like no they sell 200 garments plus every week and day just to customers it's yeah it's, like mind-blowing dude it's a like, lot I feel of... like
0: those uh those buy sell trade models you know where they're they're getting so many people to trade and and sell they have a higher turnover rate because you're just getting more people through the door i think that's that's part of the draw of doing that business model is because
1: sean's sean's uh model man
0: yeah, exactly. I that's mean, that's all it, Sean, dude. It was a well, it was definitely around in the sneaker game, and he just brought it into the mix, right?
1: He put it all together, man. Yeah. I, anybody if you can't thank that dude, and I'm older than him, bro, and like if you can't thank that dude, you suck. If you sell <laughs> vintage and can't thank that dude, you suck. Straight up.
0: Yeah, you gotta appreciate what he's done for the business. And probably half the people on this live are on or in the vintage game because they saw his youtube show or some shit so jacob knows straight up straight up up. Um, we're talking we're talking pre-round two days here we're talking the digging days oh yeah the og days of digging so get into like your real first dig and like how'd you come up on it what was it the first
1: time i ever came up dude was local and this was like My first, I was digging dead stock, you know, buying from flea markets, a dude has 10 hats. Then you say, hey man, like you got any more? Then he brings 10 more the next weekend, blah, 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 blah. That's little shit. The first time I hit big was local and it was like 150 rap teas right before that book dropped. Damn. Um, yeah, and it was, like, the crazy ones, dude. Wu-Tang ones, Ghostface ones, um, Tupac, Lost Boys, uh, a shitload of R. Kelly's with Space Jam on the back. Um, and anyways, it was around 150 rap tees, like 100 sports tees, and like 300 hats dude and i literally i was young then i literally spent every dollar that was in my bank account with my rent due the next week to buy everything that i could buy dude so that was my first major one dude my girl was there she still remembers it she still has a t-shirt from that dig i sold all mine Over the years. So you've
0: never, you've told me this, you've never posted any of those photos, right? Or have you from that day?
1: I'll be honest with you, bro. I I mean, you guys are lucky because you thought to take photos of the 10,000 snapbacks, all those polo t-shirts y'all found. I remember all that shit, Drew. You better believe it. I remember everybody's finds. Those (laughs) are all, uh, epic, epic finds, man. Um, I, I've always been like, I don't take photos of my face and you know, I've always been like a undercover dude, man. Like yeah, I, I was going to mention that
0: in the intro. I needed to say that in the intro too, but this might be the first time anybody's seeing your face right here, right now, live. First
1: time, first time was when me and my girl were in Atlanta digging and I was rocking a really cool freak Nick shirt. I was having a super good time with her. And the first time was me and her in a photo together. But other than that, I think that's the only photo of myself on my
0: feed, bro. And it's 6, so, it's so photos. funny. It's so funny. A, a memory popped up or Pfer posted a memory of like out, outside of, uh, outside yeah, yeah, of varsity. Yeah. And you're like, you got like a, a magazine in front of your face or some shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: me, dude. That's me. So I've go. I've straight and and I learned this from an OG homie. I, I'm not super proud of it. Thinking about it now and whatever, I've went in so many vintage stores and straight up ghosted people. Like, not even introduced myself. Like, I don't want people to know. Now it doesn't. Now it doesn't fucking matter, bro. I, I don't care. I'm old and the game. Is, the game is fucked without me fucking it. Sorry you're, to curse.
0: You're, you're outed, buddy. I think, you're outed right now. So. You I, I think well my kids are it. watching this so
1: I'm sorry to curse but um that's that's where I'm at with it it's like I'm still not going to run around smiling on my Instagram and taking photos of me playing golf and shit but yeah
0: whatever I'll, I'll I'll talk on the internet Yeah end. yeah um okay so back to digging Why don't
1: you want people to know because I go people You can't know
0: <laughs> I'm just playing I'm just um, Okay. Thrift Lord said something about... Je- so, yes. Shout out, Jesse. Jesse did, like, most of the digs for Ephesus and Frank back in the day, especially the snapback digs, because Jesse was East Coast, Toronto, and he was digging a lot through, like, Detroit. Um, where else? All over the East Coast. New York. His first big dig um was something called S&A, and I'm even going to say the name right here, because you can go there. There might still be shit there. s And it was... Woo! It was in Brooklyn, and I got, I went there the second or third time they went there because we were randomly on a trip, and it, there was still stuff there the third time we went there, and this is something to know. So uh, That first trip to s uh this guy, it was like a sneaker store, but he had all the brands like Dior, Starter, Nike, Troop, Adidas. Uh, all the urban shit, Carl Kanai, um, cross colors, like a full mix of, of sneakers, Ooh. garments, track suits.
1: I love that stuff. Everything
0: man. you could think of. And, it, and I was talking to Jess today, talking about your dig and how your dig is sick. Like you got so much classic good Nike that's so um, on point for what's happening in fashion right now, right? But a lot of that shit, we would have passed in those early days because we would have been like this is just like a a small swoosh logo tee, which is dope, but it wouldn't have been something we're like eyeing on. We were really going for that earlier stuff, that more wild wild style shit. You know what I mean?
1: Like gray tag stuff.
0: Yeah, like we would have taken – That's the stuff that he said – because this
1: dude knows, but that's the stuff that he said um, he lost in the fire was – a bunch of great tag stuff, man. I and if this dude says a bunch, I'm sure it was like hundreds of boxes, dude. Yeah, that's because crazy. I probably went through 500 boxes while I was there, and there was probably a thousand more to go through, dude. That I was just like, I had one day to do it. My girl's going through nursing school right now, so I got to take care of my kids a little bit more than normal. I had one day to do it, and i had i was loading my car up and driving home the next day so yeah
0: so yo i'm uh,
1: going back though man the next time i go is no games dude i'm filling up a u-haul and driving it back it will be the craziest yeah, shit dude, i'm, I'm excited seen.
0: for that uh bone yeah. says jesse gave him sna see we we spread the love around guys i do too i spread the product around man (laughs) i'm not saying saying you don't totally i know you hit me up the other day and you were like we got we got this dig and uh it's still got thousands and thousands and thousands of of pieces there and you were like let's do it so like yeah fucking spread the love around man you're doing it obviously that's
1: actually a different spot man that's a spot on the east coast and we're gonna do business out of that spot dude i'm gonna go there later in this year. Um, They were the main distributors of dead stock, or I'm sorry, not dead stock, of bootleg on the East Coast. So if you bought a rap tee from Miami, Florida, to Maine, they printed it. That's how, yeah, that's how major these that's dudes crazy. are, and we're gonna do a lot of business out of that
0: spot. Um. Okay. So uh, close
1: up on the navy.
0: One thing I will talk about here is everyone wants to come up on a dead stock lick, right? This stuff is, it's gotta be, it's out there. Obviously it's out there. We know it's out there. Um, But people don't realize, like it's not that simple to find. It's super hard to find. Like we talked about before, a lot of these people who have it don't wanna fucking part with it. Like you'll go into some stores that have shit from still from eighties and nineties that they're charging like original prices on or sometimes even more. And you're like, you're going to die with this product. Literally, I've said that to people. I'm like, do you want to die with this product? Because you will if you don't come down. Yeah,
1: I've said that to people prices. too, bro. I've said that to people too.
0: And then the I've second said that thing to about too. this is um,
1: – No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Second thing.
0: I'm just going to say that if you want to fuck with this and you want to try to find shit, you got to get your paper up because you can't go into a place with a yeah. dead stock gig and be like, I want to spend 50 bucks. I want to spend 100 bucks. I want to spend 500 bucks. You got to go in and be like, I'm going to spend – you know, 10 racks right now. And, and I'm going to come back and spend another 10 racks so that they take you seriously. And that's how you can potentially get prices down, but potentially get anything in the first place.
1: Yeah. If you're a broke boy, man, and you're used to buying from the bins, nothing against people who buy from bins and people who want to pay a dollar for everything. You are not going to dig dead stock, man. Like you got to have, To be serious about shit, you gotta have ten thousand dollars in liquid on you you know you gotta be ready to spend ten thousand dollars especially from anybody who matters you know buying dead stock from a flea market buying dead stock from an old store that has a sale rack you know that's that's fine but if you want to buy if you want to fill your car up dude if you want to drive u-hauls across the country You better have some paper, man. So I've talked to some OGs about this, and we came to the conclusion that the only piece of advice I will give to the youth is you got to have some balls and you got to go to parts of town that you don't want to go to. If that that part of town caught on fire because somebody threw a Molotov cocktail through the post office – that's where you go. You don't go to where the people play golf, man.
0: Yeah, you, you ain't going find this in them. the mall. Got to go to the hook.
1: Actually, actually, dude, I found quite a bit of dead stock in malls. I'll give that away too because that's nothing. But I found quite a bit of dead stock in old malls. Granted, pre-COVID, et cetera, but I think that there's still malls out there. And actually, if you find any right. dead I've, stock, I'm giving you any of them.
0: I found some in like Pittsburgh in some malls actually, but they're always, yeah. It's like, you got to go to that part of town that's sketch. And that's like straight up Jesse always did those digs in like Detroit and he, and um, Chicago and all those places. And he would go to some rough hoods, man. Like how burned down, like all over the place.
1: I've been to, I've been to parts of cities, dude. Like what, that's the first thing I do when I go to a, a city is where's the oldest place? Where's the hood? like I'll ask people do where's like the bad part of town and i'll just drive through that shit and look dude and i mean i've like been with my girl and my girl will be like you can't what are you doing i'm just like man it's all good yeah and it's i've never funny. had a problem dude but you gotta have confidence you can't be a soft ass person and do that shit you know what i mean you gotta you got to be one with the streets, dude. And if you're not one with the streets, man, stay thrifting, dude.
0: And you got to, like, if this shit takes time, you literally have to cruise. You got to just get in your car and drive. It hits street, yeah, it hit Yeah, absolutely, you man. Just look and then, you know, be ready to like dip out and go check out some spots. And then you're ne- it's never sitting on the rack. It's always that conversation. Somebody said before in the comments that like, you got to build rapport with these people. And that's super true, especially for those people who have that hoarding mentality who want to die with the shit. Like, you know, they're going to give it to the person they like the person who's like, I don't know, making their day
1: nine like times it. out of 10, really like 9.9 times out of 10. also, also um, it's ethnic people. I've bought very, 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 very little off of white people, dude. It's like people who live in that, area you know what i'm saying
0: yes totally man um you know we've had all kinds of digs off every kind of person but you're right like this you know the polo dig the polo sport one that we got here in our own town yes You on years ago so that one was brought to us by a friend and that's how a lot of this shit happens a lot of it because we don't live in the states we live in canada so we would check on our trips and we'd drive around but nine times out of ten Someone would hit us up and be like, I got a spot. And we even used to put this out there. Like, I'm gonna put this out there right now. If you have a dig and you want a finder's fee and you want to hit me up, I'll come and check it. Um, and that's what we used to I've do. I do that. Exactly. And then kids would be stoked because they get to come to the dig with you because they can't afford it. They're 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 going to buy yeah. one hat a day, right? Where we're we'll coming yeah, and, yeah. and do that big buy. So that that um polo dig, it was so weird, man. It was like in a freaking karate store, like a martial arts store, where you bought like punching bags and gloves and like all this shit. And then they had a couple pieces of polo like out on the floor. And then homeboy went in there randomly cause he's like lived near there, walking by, saw this shit. Turns out that they had a store in the nineties that had a polo account that was selling to tourists who would come off the cruise ships. So it was like such a weird roundabout way that we found that shit. And it was just sitting in this back room for, like, 20 years collecting dust, you know?
1: I think probably my um, funniest one is I found a bunch of shit in an old tool store. They sold tools. Like, crazy, like, all over print NASCAR shirts. Like, all this snap-on gear. Which, at the time, like, that was, like, the first wave of NASCAR t-shirts. But... Oddly enough, that first dig I was telling you about was, like, right when rap tees were hitting. I found all those NASCAR shirts right when NASCAR shirts were originally hitting. And now, I mean, the mid-90s Nike gear right when that shit's hitting. I mean, yeah, you got people. You knocked that on who, the
0: fucking head, dude.
1: That, I don't know how that happens, bro. That's, just, that's luck. Finding the dead stock isn't luck, but that is luck, dude. And I've just um, been lucky a few times, man.
0: I got a shout out. Okay, so I said my friend on the last one. Somebody said it in the comments. Freaky P was the homie who put me on that polo dig, put me and Jesse on that polo dig. And he's the homie that we've done multiple t-shirt designs with. He's a DJ and an artist. And he's the one who does all the crazy. He did like the Raptors bootleg rap tees and shit like that. Good dude. Anyway, oh, yeah, shout out yeah, yeah, yeah. P. For
1: sure, for sure.
0: Uh, all right um what What was your thought
1: i can't remember it doesn't matter
0: um okay so did you dig did you dig snapbacks in those early days were you big in 2008 into snapbacks or did you start with clothes personally i've always liked digging for clothes more than hats i found hats a bit monotonous because when it was digging hats you'd find like you might find 20 styles of hat but you'd buy like 300 or 400 or 500 of each hat you know what i mean so It was fun because it was exciting still, but it wasn't as interesting to me as always going for clothes.
1: I'm reading these comments. If anybody finds any dead stock from what Thrift Lord mentioned, Drew and I get first shot at wholesale. We will come and we will find you. Damn you, Thrift Lord. I still like you, kid, but that wasn't good. All right. Snapbacks. Um, snapbacks are cool, man. I like branded hats, man. I like branded hats. I, I'm very specific with teams. Um, so I was never really into the team snapbacks. I'll buy any Raiders, Bulls, all that shit, all the major teams. Still to this day, I'll buy every – I'll buy 1,000 of one graphic or one style. But I never loved uh, snapbacks. I sold a shitload of them in my day. A shitload of them. Yeah. But um, it was never my thing, man. I like finding polo. Tommy was huge for us for so many years. Uh, huge.
0: Did you ever have any Tommy Deadstock hits?
1: No, but I have a really cool Tommy story um actually joe joe had a few good tommy deadstock hits like uh there was an old store in texas that was providing for a minute and it's so weird because he found authentic tommy there and bootleg tommy there to my knowledge that's the only time i've ever really seen that happen but yeah he found like some good arm print jackets some like sailing shit and then some like good bootleg jackets.
0: yeah that stuff is harder to find dead because first of all not a lot of it was harder to get accounts for polo and tommy and it was
1: much more expensive also. yes
0: so you wouldn't you weren't going to find that shit in the same stores as you were going to find fubu typically it was department stores that had it but then you know it's i don't know anyone who's ever like cleaned out a basement of a department store which would be fucking sick if you could find one well <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> there you go because uh yeah, that's that's where you get those more name brand type labels, right? They weren't in the hood stores. Yeah, yeah the hood
1: stores are basically – the bad neighborhood stores like we talked about are basically either going to be somebody who's had an account for many, many years and just can't let shit go and then bootleg, whether you find rap tees or you find bootleg Tommy or Obama shirts all by – 100,000 Obama shirts, if I can, you know, that shit is timeless, dude. It was a major time for us, and it's what, 12 years old now? So that's old enough, dude. Yeah. Got over dude. 300 Tommy pieces in the vault. Yeah. You do.
0: Those so dudes are the local, man. You, they you, have a lot you, of them. Okay, you just mentioned the vault. So let's talk about your vault. Oh, man. What do you got in the vault, and when are you gonna let us see the vault? Here,
1: I'm at, in my office. I actually have a lot of it. Um, yeah, just a bunch of outerwear. I'm into. Uh, this full I, right-
0: I gotta say this, Kirby comment. Kirby says, if you're looking for dead stock, you gotta go find people with gray ponytails. Okay, gray ponytails. There, there's your tip of the day. All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry, go into go into it. What's in the vault? Uh, you need
1: plastic hangers. Thrift Lord, the only person that can make the plastic hanger work. I dropped that dude's name more than anybody today. He's just talking a lot in our in our live today.
0: We've got a hundred um, people in here. It's actually pretty pretty popping. Is this good? I think so. More than I, dude. I don't do this very much either, man. This is more than I, I've ever had. I, I,
1: I did one the other day while the virtual flea was happening and I had 50 people. And I was just like, yo, this is definitely not worth the time to do this. <laughs> um, so, so the uh, vault, man, I keep way too much, dude. I'll, I'll I'll be honest, dude. I keep way too much. My girl yells at me. My friends yell at me. The OGs yell at me. My partner yells at me, but it's for a purpose, dude. I, I have like, I have a lot of future plans that I wanna do and yeah, there's a lot, dude. I think that we have like just t-shirts, like 120 original uh, Stussy t-shirts right now in the vault, which to my knowledge is probably more than anybody in America. If you if you uh, have more than that, man, good for you. I'm not claiming anything. I'm just saying, as far as I've seen, I've never seen somebody with the amount that we have. And that shit has like skyrocketed, dude. I was paying like 60 to 100 bucks for the good ones a piece. And now like, it's not crazy to see a Susie t-shirt go for $200.
0: Yeah, not at all. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually hyped on that because I think... It's very relevant and people need to recognize that that was the original streetwear brand. The first real streetwear brand of all time in my eyes that started everything that we consider skateboard culture, streetwear culture, all these different things. And that was the first, man. So it has historical relevance in everything happening right now.
1: Yeah. So my OG homie, we've talked about him a few times, the dude who hired me, the dude, the strange love deck, et cetera. His name is Nick. He r- tried to ruin Stussy for me because he was like a skateboard elitist in the eighties and nineties. And he just,
0: he said it wasn't cool for the skaters. St-
1: he can't stand Stussy dude. And every time he tries to ruin it <laughs> for me, dude, I'm just like, I'm not going to let you ruin it for me, bro. Because the only thing I collect, the only thing that Joe and I collect, are like the graffiti orientated graphics, bro. I don't care about that. And, and and we have some like cut and sew. They call them like Tom Tom shirts or whatever. I don't call them that shit. They're just cut and sew. I think that that's actually what Stussy called them. But like they're, the they're cut like and the sew, like ones
0: or like the uh, the ones that have like the uh, the rasta print
1: yes okay. we have some of those that i've never even seen before man um we we have one that they actually redid the og one we have they redid last year it's got like skulls if you scroll back in our feed i have a photo um
0: yeah and i, and I get it yeah like, I, I, the- I didn't wear stussy when I-, I was when i was a grom skating i don't know if you did and I didn't, because I felt like it was because it was streetwear. It was crossed over a bit into like mainstream, where like I just bought shit from the skate shops, and my right. skate shop didn't have Stussy. It was way more Cali. You know, we were East Coast.
1: Bro, you you could where I live, you could straight up buy Stussy in the mid '90s at Pac Sun. I mean, this is pre Pac Sun being as lame as they are now. but yeah. but I. I I actually have – I'm not going to dig it out right now. It's right in front of me. But I actually have a good OG Stussy t-shirt with a PacSun tag, PacSun hang tag. Oh, yeah. No shit. If anybody wants to see that later, just message me and I'll dig
0: it yeah, out. Yeah, and I think, I think that's part of why it has – like I collect it too. I don't go out and seek it out, but every piece that I get, I, I – This smash. dude
1: talks shit to everybody. What does that mean? He says, dude, you're in Clearwater, Florida explain that you um, know do you know him
0: that's sean that's chonker
1: no i i met him at varsity i remember meeting him he bought a really cool t-shirt off us i don't forget anything but i'm just wondering what yes. that means
0: yeah what does it mean sean what do what are you get now what does
1: that Bro. mean sir
0: throw it up right now um Anyway, I said, okay, anyways moving on okay, anyway, so all I'm saying is that like because it was that it was that brand that was that was impacts on it and in other stores beyond skateboarding, it kind of was the first thing that did that, and then you had other brands that became streetwear that did that, and it just has called historic significance for me
1: all of that old skate stuff dude, we have a decent collection of it. we have a t shirt which is kind of crazy here. this is the first uh, time I've revealed this, but so I told, like I said, we got a Sean Cliver graphic last year. Um, our Halloween t shirt, we actually hit him up and he let us copy his original Birdhouse graphic. So that's going to be our Halloween t shirt this year. I think it's going to be very cool for some people and really bum some other people out, which I'm hyped on.
0: But you made it full court, right? Like you made, you redid it. Or? Oh yeah. 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 But we copied his
1: original artwork and thank God for being cool with him. Like we straight up hit him up and was like, Hey man, are you cool with us? Like straight up copying this? And he's like, sure, dude, I don't care what you do. Just send me one. I was yeah, like, yes. Funny. I like, that's just uh that's like the kind of shit where you're like, man, like thank God I know people, dude, you know?
0: Well, you got respect. Like, you got respect in the game, dude. And that's why yeah, you get shit cool, like that. Dude. Now that people right, can put a, a face t- to the name. <laughs> what else we got? Um, I don't know. What else do <laughs> you want to talk about here? We got any other? people want to give us some questions here? Has there been any good questions? This is actually kind of complicated to like read this shit and have like a very. I told my girl I was going to record
1: this whole thing wearing. For the record, this was all my idea to do the live. Uh it, it is it is confusing. I've had to stop read and talk at the same time.
0: No, but, it's uh, fine. It's good. We're, we're we're vibing it. People are stoked on the live. 120 cool. people, man. Is that good? That's good, dude. I've only no I've only ever done good, a solo live like once or twice, and I like you, I got like 50 people. So this is this is possible. I was
1: dude. very bummed the other day, but I did it during the virtual flea. I'll try to do that shit more often um i think i'm gonna go live the next time i go to the warehouse that'll be sick just dude. make sure like there's no way they can
0: the they can hack into your geocache and like find your location uh, uh. <laughs> i actually didn't think about that my people, kids
1: would have my kids would have brought that up
0: there was people that uh apparently i never saw this happen but people were saying that homies would go to spots and then post pictures and if you knew how to like find it you could find like the 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 location from the picture and i was like that's fucking some real sleuth shit but
1: you're just a creep bro if you're putting that much work into it though i will say if it was to find dead stock i'll I'll do whatever it takes (laughs) but if you're using that for anything other than to find my warehouse or someone else's warehouse you're a fucking creep
0: yeah, like just to come hang out outside and like be a weirdo. and Hey, yeah, I need to know where you are.
1: All right, what else you got? you want to let people ask some questions? Yeah, is there any questions coming in here? All okay, right, well, ask if, away.
0: if no one's got questions, I'll, I'll get into some more. No, you can never
1: topics. buy these Wu-Tang t-shirts ever, ever, never, ever.
0: Well, somebody asked before about how much shit walks into your store. So that one Wu-Tang shirt on your wall walked into your store yesterday. The day oh, Yes.
1: The black one. Walked in last week. I was driving back from that dig. I almost shit my pants when the dude to work at the store sent me a photo of that shirt, dude. I'm so hyped to have that shirt. So the, the Navy one, the Yankee collar one, is their original logo. The black one is – this is from me doing my research. Pre 36 chambers. Deadstock underwear. Yo, Deadstock Underwear hits, man. If you find 70s Hanes underwear new in the package,
0: that's free. Alright. Jock straps, people, jock straps, even more. Uh, I told you about the one polo dig here. We had another polo dig in in LA actually. It was like in the valley somewhere. And this was a weird this was a weird strip mall store. Uh, Korean couple. So, again, like you said, and they had all their whole store was old, man. Their whole store was old stock polo. And they, and I, I remember this because you're talking about underwear. And we got like mad, uh, mad polo sport. I remember that underwear. I actually remember that. And we got boxers and shit. I'm pretty sure there was like polo bear boxers and even polo sport socks. And he had two locations one was in a hotel lobby. So, like, you would never have found this place unless you. Like stayed at the hotel. You just wouldn't have wandered into the hotel, you know. And it was like a nice hotel. And uh we got a lot of shit from him. And he was one of those guys that was hard to deal with. But we kept going back and back and back. And then eventually, finally, we we built up a, a rapport with this guy. And he let us come to his warehouse. And this was when the um guest stripies were popping, right? This was when the guest stripies were like, they hit like even like the basic guest stripe hit like two hundred bucks for a minute, right? And we came up with Sean my, once again. Yeah, totally. Everybody 100%. who
1: sold it, everybody who sold a guest stripe t-shirt for a hundred dollars or more can thank that dude again, man.
0: Um, so we came up on a shitload of dead stock and guess who fucking bought them? Sean. Just has there, has there ever been a dead stock dig that you really wanted that you found, but you couldn't get it or the prices were too high and you had to walk away?
1: Oh, uh, yes. And that was a mall one, dude, this dude. And now I kick myself hard for not but just buying them, but there was a bunch of, and I bought some of them, but the best ones he wanted too much. And recently the store closed, but uh, a bunch of OG leather Pele Pele jackets. It was early on. I didn't have a super large amount of capital at the time and yeah, that's the one that kind of haunts me, man.
0: So what were the th- I sold what all the price those price of those jackets?
1: He wanted 500. And I paid 300 for some of them, but I just couldn't pay the 500 at the time. Now I'm like, god, dude, I would have paid 800. It's just like You're not finding that stuff anymore, dude. New tags. I mean, if it exists anywhere, You know, going to that warehouse kind of like rejuvenated uh, my digging, man. I'm like into it again. I've been off of it for a long time, dude. And it was very fun, dude. I'm going to search for that feeling again. Yeah.
0: And this is is the dopamine rush that all pickers deal with and they get stoked on. You get stoked when you go find the Nirvana shirt in the bins. But imagine finding a warehouse full of Nirvana shirts. Then you're going to get really fucking stoked and juiced up. (laughs) And then you're going to try to duplicate that high over and over and over again. Um, Yes, dude. It's seriously. You remember the hit? It's seriously. No, sorry. You keep going.
1: I was just agreeing with you, man. That's seriously what it is, dude. That's like what. I don't even care, dude. I could have not sold it. I, it's almost all gone now. I left some to put in the store and I think I have enough for like one more box I have to check tomorrow. But, um, yeah, uh, I could have not sold any of it. And the feeling is, is the best part. Yeah, I don't even care about the profit anymore.
0: I don't it's true. Even it, it is true man that, those are the best trips man those are the best trips and um yeah fuck like get, getting the call or finding out a, a lead and then going and exploring it you're like the mo- modern day indiana jones shit you're like ar- it's archaeology man and you never know what you're gonna find and then finding some of the shit like you you found some nike stools those sick like they're almost like space looking ones those circle circle stools right
1: we can talk about that for a minute He wouldn't budge this past time, but the next time I'm going, here, right now, tell me what you would pay, because it doesn't matter, because I'm not going to tell you anyone, (laughs) any of them, but tell me what you would pay for one of those in the comments. If you watched my story and saw those new in the package stools, what would you pay for one? Because I have a number in my head, and I'm buying all of them. There was five, dude. Five. New in the package, dude. New in the box with the instructions, all that shit, dude.
0: Instructions is two fifty. Like, sit your ass well, you are, and, and try on some Jordans <laughs> for real. I'm one one K. Yeah. okay. Got that. Come on. Do Got you think you think so, You think 1. that's the value?
1: A thousand. I'll pay a thousand for five of them, like each. Yeah. I, that shit is, it's different. I i, I think vintage is going to go in a crazy, crazy direction in the next five years. And the same person who is buying $400 Rodman t-shirts right now is going to be more of an adult five years from now and want things to put in their house. I don't think a thousand is crazy on this.
0: Okay. It is kind of the ultimate store fixture and it would be dope in the right, it would be dope in the right pad.
1: It's, it's a, um, light up sign. So I've had this since like my very first days of dead stock digging and, oh, there you go. There's a good shot. Still works, dude. Amazing. This is the longest I've ever had it plugged in. So that sign, dude, the day I found that sign, we're talking about probably seven years ago, eight years ago now um the day I found that sign a dude offered me $2,000 for it, dude and I was young I was young at that time and I didn't take it and I'm so happy I didn't take it because someone could offer me $5,000 for that on this live and I would tell them no. you know some yeah. things are just priceless to you man that's totally. my Nike. We
0: have a we have a we had a neon starter sign, like a window display from a sneaker store or a sports store and oh fucking smashed it not long ago. Those neon signs that aren't in a case are like so hard to fucking transport and move around, man.
1: Dude, bummer. If you can find those not broken, it's it's so amazing. Yeah. Eleven K. <laughs>
0: okay, you should buy it. Buy it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I
0: want to talk about one other thing. So you do you remember last year at some point everyone was getting all those bootleg barts and stuff out of Denver, out of the bins, and there was like all these come-ups of like crazy. Yeah.
1: I think I think the story uh screen printing business just donated everything to a good will and they just threw it all in a bin. Got a, yeah, yeah, it Yeah, world. It was, he's like the dude who does one of the dudes who does
0: Yeah, he's a thrift it's a thrift con homies. Um <laughs> Chris Neverlow saying bootleg bars changed my life. Yeah, so that was like, you know, that's another thing to think about too. Like a lot of the dead stock that gets uncovered is is somebody buys an old building and they're like, we like you could be in a, a real estate investor and you buy a building and it's like full of shit. And you're like, what do I do with this crap? They're literally going to take that to Salvation Army because they don't want to deal with it, right? So uh, it's just, just interesting to note. Like, and then all that shit just got dropped off at the bins and these racks. And I've heard the story and it was coming out I don't even know if it was the bins. I think it was racks, but I guess it was coming out in Colorado for like two months because the thrift store... No, I
1: think it was bins, dude. I think it was bins. Was it? Chris, I remember it being like bin picks.
0: Oh, yeah, he's Chris... Oh, never Slexis was at the rack. Anyway, whatever it was, they were leaking it out because there was too many kids rushing the fucking spot to like get it every day. So they had to like leak it out of the back room and it was this whole thing. Bins and racks, he says. Okay. Bins and
1: racks. Damn, crazy. So here's a funny off the rack story. Um do you remember when like people were buying Wrangler shirts?
0: The the denim shirts or like
1: no no like the bright stupid button ups, dude. Like
0: Oh fresh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 fresh print styles. Hell yeah.
1: Do you remember all that shit? Yeah. So I came up on a thrift store that someone donated an entire like Western store stock to. And I bought like, I think I might've sold some of them to you guys, man. Cause I had, dude, probably 500 shirts that came out of a thrift store. They were like six bucks a piece, dude. And I was selling those on eBay for like three years, dude. I swear to God, like they're probably for three straight years, Western shirts, pay my electric bill or, <laughs> and probably more like I'm, I'm I, I hate to even admit that dude, but
0: that's yeah, probably the latest
1: that, come up ever.
0: Well, dude, I mean, those were never like hype, but they were They're state I'll still buy those. If I'm bragging dude, and I see those, I'm still buying them. Like there's still a market.
1: Your business um, is different though. Man. Yeah,
0: totally. I'm not like, st- I'm not solely looking for what type in, in the, in the, in the moment. Like I'll buy all these different commodities and those were, it was, it was Wrangler. There was other brands that did them, but Wrangler had some wild-ass prints,
1: dude. Seriously, if those were on, like, t-shirts, those would be hundredly wild-ass prints, dude. Money is money. Eh, whatever, dude. I stay in my lane, dude. I sell what I sell. If you want to buy Reebok, like, you can buy that from somebody else. I sell what I sell, man.
0: So do you never – you, you don't touch a... Reebok? Anything?
1: No. Nah. No, I, I... No, I, I actually – am going to the next time I go back to that warehouse, but I left like a hundred boxes of Reebok there. It's pretty funny. And Adidas. I bought well, I mean, a little dude, bit of Adidas I mean, come on. If you're,
0: if you're looking at a thousand boxes of gear and you have to choose between Nike and Reebok, everyone's going to fucking choose the Nike. Unless you're like so rookie to this business, you don't know what you're doing. But
1: It's going straight. It's going straight in boxes. Uh, it'll never be in my store or on my website or anything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. It's
1: really weird. I I don't know, man. It just is what it is, dude. Like I really won't um, put anything in my store that I don't like. I don't care what it is.
0: is. Sean says respect that. Yeah. He stays in his, he stays in his lane too. Uh, um, Okay. So I have a a couple questions about being an entrepreneur and you're now a store owner. You're five years into your, your physical location. This is our
1: fifth year, man.
0: Yeah. And this is your second Second location, five years. And your town is not that big. What size is your like how many people in your
1: town? I don't even know, dude. It's not that big. But I'm really close to Tampa. The scene here is just really lame. Like kids just don't know yet, dude. So it, talk it, to us about
0: like they don't know a what they
1: fucking have, dude. They they don't know what they have, dude. Once once uh my scene catches on and like knows what they have, like wow, there's a store that switches their inventory every week and does all this crazy shit for you. Like, it'll work, but... I'm being patient with it, but my area is one of the lamest areas of America by far. Sorry, guys.
0: For the Uh. people who... No, you know. How I'm many myself. locals, how many how many locals we got watching this? Um so the reason uh I got to comment on this on this thing for a second. So fucking Sean says I don't want to be I don't want to be uh rally route selling air fryers. Respect to that. Um but okay. Uh yes, I am like a multifaceted vintage seller. I sell all kinds of shit. And a long time ago, we got offered a deal, right? We got offered a deal to to get Lulu Lemon store returns i never even spoke about this on the podcast and i'm like i don't want to fucking touch lululemon I mean, what the fuck is this this is like shit from like yesterday or the last couple of years i'm like i don't want this shit what is
1: lululemon lululemon is, it like is like clothing
0: it's like those ass pants like tight spandex pants that like blew up in the last like i don't know 10 years
1: oh yeah i definitely would not sell that
0: so what happened <laughs> is fun, this guy this guy kept bugging me to buy this shit and i'm like i don't want to i don't want to mess it i want to mess with it he was getting, he was getting like containers of this shit. I, I put, I took some and I'm like, fine, I'll try to sell it. I put some on Craigslist, like just locally. I, I was getting like hundreds of ladies coming by my house eventually to buy this shit out of my garage. It was crazy. I would like cash out. I don't know. Some days, some days, literally I would, I would pocket 15 grand cash straight in my pocket from these women coming by my house, buying this fucking, these ass pants. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. But what we did with all that money is we reinvested it into fucking Snapbacks. We took all that Lululemon money Yeah, we bought dude, that's what I'm talking about, hats. Man. And without that's that Lululemon about. money, I don't know if we would have been where we were with the hats because we didn't come out of like, we didn't have money when we started F's and Frank. Like it took capital to get all those fucking hats. Dude, can I
1: use the bathroom really quick?
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, down do to keep thing.
1: talking. Can I just like, like a th- yeah, yeah. two minute break? I'll, I'll, just, uh, I'll just keep all the right. crowd
0: going here. I'll keep the crowd warmed up. Yeah, yeah. Keep them going, Drew. <laughs> well, we got 140 in here now. Look at that. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. We made a bunch of money off something that we didn't care about, but we couldn't pass it up. It also was, it was, it was strengthening our relationship with one of our suppliers, and then we invested all that money into what we really truly were into, which was like Snapbacks and Streetwear. The video game key market is popping. I can understand it. I, was, I got a, re- a regular Nintendo in 1988. I think it was 1988, Christmas, when it came out, and you know I was, I was into that shit. But I, I will say, this isn't about the video game tea market, but fuck, my kids are getting addicted to video games, man. It's scary shit.
1: Thank God for fishing. Mine aren't. See, that's sweet. I'm sorry, bro. Bro, they, tell them to go fish the stream. You guys got brown trout and shit out there, man. Yeah, that's no.
0: Awesome. Summer was good. We've been crushing. They've been playing in the tree fort and like hanging. They do boat races down the stream and they fuck around. It's definitely good, but... Um, Technology is is scary these days, man, and you gotta like you gotta monitor it for sure.
1: Tone, tone, that, OG Digger, that's the other owner of Boneyard, man. He's found so much shit; it's sickening, dude. Sickening.
0: Yeah. So we need to have you guys on the show as well, and I've reached out to both you guys, I believe, and asked you to come on the show. But we should do a group a group podcast with like a few guys. Good luck
1: getting those dudes to do anything. Yeah, I said it, Tone. You're not going to do anything.
0: Um, Where were we at? We were at, oh, I finished up my Lululemon story, uh, talking about reinvesting. I was listening to that, and
1: I, I was listening to that, and I heard you talking to that dead union dude. That dude's an OG, by the way. Shout out that dude. Is that the dude who came up on a bunch of like, not like traditional bootleg rap tees, like, double-sided ones didn't he come up on a bunch of like other shit i can't remember exactly what it was like maybe some like public enemy shirts or something
0: oh yeah is that him the the canadian rap tees man there was like there was uh kirby will jump in here i'm sure but there was um two live crews
1: yes that's what it was and they were like they were like
0: rainbow colored prints i got a bunch of those two from the same guy that guy who we both got those from um was he had like a head shop that was boot he was making his own bootlegs back in the 90s and he had a he had a, a 90s like weed brand called uh Spliff that was kind of dope because i even rocked it when i was a kid and then i got some of the dead stock but on the on the mad mark on the mass market it's not very popular but that was a cool little dig and kirby's good at finding shit locally like he's got a lot of digs man out of vancouver oh uh,
1: yeah and nwa yeah
0: yeah. and It was
1: game. NWA shit too. I remember I wanted to buy a bunch off them, but that was like pre me having capital to be serious. Like I said, dude, my first major come up, dude, it was me and my girl and she was tripping dude. Like she really was like, are you sure you're cool to spend like all of our rent money, you know? And that was a long time ago. Now we own our own house and we're good and we're hyped, but yeah
0: yeah and that's about like taking the risk again talking about dead stock and doing these buys if you find shit and you believe in it and you know a lot of people on my podcast have talked about this we already mentioned you got to have your bread up to go do this yeah like don't be scared to fucking go in like if you believe this shit is good you know in the early days we were a bit hesitant to go super super deep like we were spending we were doing digs for 10 grand 20 grand often but there was times when we could have probably spent 50 grand you know Yeah, sure, sure. It's a balance though, because like we didn't have that money either, so it's it's kind of like, what are you gonna do? Go fucking borrow money off your mom to like go spend fifty grand Mm -hmm. on hats? It's kind of sketch, but I don't know. You gotta find your own balance.
1: Is that what it was? Were they five bucks a piece?
0: Me, you asking? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the ten thousand. Oh, dude, we started getting hats at three bucks a piece, man. Nah, like all the good days were like mostly like three bucks a piece. Uh, and then, and then, cool. and then, and then, and then as the market caught on, it went up and went up to five bucks and you're paying eight bucks. And I sure. think like while we got out of it, you know, we were paying like eight to 10 for like good when we buy a lot and then we'd go and buy, you know, we'd buy like smaller loads for like 20 bucks a hat. If it was the right ship. Um, yeah. Originally the original digs were like three, fifty four bucks a hat.
1: And that was all the same place, right? Weren't they like the distributor?
0: Um, well, we had, we had this guy we called Gramps who hooked it up. And then he kind of put us on to some other guys because he started, once we were buying from him, he was the distributor. And then he started buying hats back from all the people he sold to over the years. He was hitting up his whole client list going like, who's got hats left from that era that I, sh- I sent to and send them back to me. So he was out doing his own digging to get us shit. And then whoever else started going to him and it was this big network.
1: I want to speak on that. Somebody said that the good dead stock will always run out. I mean, how does that make sense? Because there's clothing being made now. So in 10 years, that will be, the leftovers will be dead stock. So good dead stock will never run out. Granted, they're not making cool shit now. But think about all of the reseller stores, and people who are collecting vintage right now who don't really care about this shit. That in five years, their moms are gonna donate it, and then w- whatever, dude. Totally that, that's, the, out.
0: that's the same argument that people people used to ask you when I got in this business. What happens when vintage isn't cool? And I'm like, you don't even understand this market at all for asking that question. It just moves. It it's always cool. It just changes. Job. Find
1: a different job. There's a lot of people doing this right now. They should find different jobs.
0: And if will. you're good at
1: this i love you if you suck at this i don't like you very much sorry <laughs> well
0: there's 130 of them on here um i, I can't is that a lot of them that's a lot there was 140 per <laughs> <for a> minute
1: <laughs> i can but, vouch for a good amount of people in here yeah shit's lost in warehouses all so the time so yeah, back to that all the time
0: back to dead union for a second so yeah he's found a lot of digs but if people don't know the history with Dead Union, Dead Union is from Australia. It
1: worked for and, y'all, right?
0: Yeah, he worked for us for a lot of years picking. Um, and him and another employee of ours, John, had a band called Dead Union for like years and years and years. And they even used to be, they even had their, their band, their jam space set up in our warehouse for a minute on, on the skate ramp. They used to jam on our skate ramp in our warehouse. So Dead Union's been the homie for a long, long time.
1: That's awesome, man. I, I like that dude, man. He's uh he's good at his job. Shout out to people who are good at their job, man.
0: Shout out to you I guys. Like it, y'all. If you're good at your fucking job.
1: If you suck, sorry. All right. Let's get suck, like a couple more questions. Off. Let's get a couple more questions. And then, I mean, is this like long enough to do the podcast? Is it oh, yeah, dude. We're like,
0: we're almost an hour and a half now.
1: See, I thought, I thought like, 30 minutes, dude. I didn't think I'd last 30 minutes. Man. I'm hyped. That's a good hyped. one, dude. Who's who's the other dude? It's yeah. Dead Union, and then there's, like, another dude who sells, like, super similar shit that I've been following forever. Uh, um, I can't remember.
0: Shut oh. up, man. Uh, who, who, I don't know, like, from, from where? From Canada?
1: I think he was from Canada, man. I think he was from Canada. It, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be able to.
0: Yeah, anyway, it. shout out Canada. There's a lot of heads <laughs> in Canada doing it right now. I guess we can let another cat out of the bag.
1: I'm going to make a book uh, in the next year or two, like highlighting my collection and other people who have similar collections. And I'm going to do a whole um, like chapter on copies. Not just supreme copies, other people copying other people because... In reality, man, if you're good at your job, you've copied someone, honestly. You're, there's nothing new to be created, you know what I mean? You're uh, in some way or another taking inspiration from someone. So, yeah. yeah. I don't really want to answer any questions about the book because it's, it's not going to happen for a minute. But, yeah, that's going to happen for sure. That's one reason why I'm saving as much as I'm saving.
0: Yeah, everything is an inspir is inspired by something else. It's basically fact. You know, fashion runs on an eighteen year cycle, but people are digging. You know, you've probably sold to lots of designers that have used shit you've had. Oh there. yeah, dude, for right? sure.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'll give you the crazy Tommy Hilfiger story. Yeah, man. I mean, dude. Uh... Yeah. So oh, um, Warren
0: Lotus people are hitting. <laughs> Shout that guy out
1: anyway. We used to sell. We used to sell all the time to Supreme, dude. All the time. They were buying off eBay. They were buying off our site. And that was sick, dude. Supreme is my favorite brand, dude. I I fuck with those dudes really, really heavy. I like just about everything they do. And um, yeah, they bought off us for a really long time. They don't do that anymore.
0: Um, Did you have direct contact with some of the designers?
1: No. No, because we never overstepped our boundaries, man. Like, I, I, I have a lot of respect for those dudes. I know that they try to, like, keep that shit under wraps. Like, a few times I sent them, like, handwritten messages, like, early on when I was, like, younger. But, yeah, dude, I, I, I honestly think the handwritten message got them to – You've got your hats behind you. What, babe? That's my lady. I don't know what she – um where was i
0: you gave him Shit, a handwritten message you gave him a handwritten message
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah so i wrote a handwritten message right they bought they bought it like a crazy expensive polo hat um on our ebay and then i wrote like a handwritten message and then like I would say like the next major drop we did. So somebody was watching the Instagram, the next major drop we did, they bought like five things off our website and we were so fucking hyped, dude. This was probably like six years ago, five, no, more, like five years ago, but dude, we were so hyped, dude. It was yeah. a highlight. I'll, I'll tell you the Tommy Hilfiger story. Cause this is a legit story. So if you remember o- old school, full court, um, we sold a lot of Tommy Hilfiger. We were selling Tommy Hilfiger when I can remember going on eBay and there being under a hundred things when you would search vintage Tommy Hilfiger. That's how long we've been selling Tommy Hilfiger. We don't really sell that much anymore. It kind of fell off, but whatever. Chapter four corp. Yeah, that dude knows. He already knows. Um, so some lady who worked at Tommy Hilfiger hit up the other owner on his eBay and we started talking to her and then started talking to his brother. And I think we even had some like talks with him. This was really all Joe handling it, but we ended up selling Tommy like 20 K worth of his own shit back to him which we thought was hilarious, dude. Like they were just trying to like build their own archive and that that was like our major, like first thing where we're like, Holy shit, dude, like we might be able to make a legit business out of this. And we had never had like a $20,000 day before, you know what I mean? So that was huge for us.
0: So that was out of your original store. They actually came. Yes. Yes.
1: Nice. Oh, no, no, no. We we mailed it all to them. Yeah, okay. But, dude, I, I mean, we charged them literal full retail. Yeah. We charged them $500 for Lotus shorts, $1,000 for Lotus jackets, 250 for Lotus t shirts. They paid full retail for all that shit, dude. We didn't hook it up at all, dude. And, that, that's and then we still something... have them.
0: To talk about, it. it's like when you, when you know it's a designer or it's going to an archive. Like if Polo Ralph Lauren walks into your booth at the Rose Bowl, you know. And you there's something about them where you can just tell instantly. Like they have a different air about them. Designers versus like vintage heads or other dealers. And always full price. Always taxing full price. Come on. Always full
1: price. Dude. Or you look like a chump, man. Like you're devaluing yourself, man. These people have money to build their archives to remake their products that they made me i'll never have to do that man i keep a stock of everything full court makes i i have plenty of everything man i'll never have to buy off somebody else to buy my own shit back i find that crazy
0: here's my dog Hey, don't <laughs> be your archive must be sick. And the other thing about p- designers buying this, shit, they're gonna potentially make that one t shirt or that one jacket into 50,000 more jackets. Sure, imagine the sure. they can on pay a thousand dollars for a
1: jacket, you know? Yeah,
0: they're gonna go make like five million off this garment and fuck, they can afford a thousand bucks for it. So, full price. We've Those sold are- to.
1: Ru- Always full price when it comes to that kind of shit, man. Always full price. Unless, I, I don't really even have an unless, dude. Even if they, like, want to eventually work with you on a normal basis, whatever. Um, we have sold to Ralph, too, several times. Like, Ralph designers have hit us up. Um, will Instagram vintage culture have a long-standing impact on it for years to come? That just looked like an interesting question. Yeah, I don't know, dude. the The Instagram vintage thing, man, is crazy right now. I don't know what to say about it. What do you, what do you say mean? about that shit, Drew?
0: I think yes, it will have a long standing impact. I think I've talked about this before. I think though they're gonna come in. And they're gonna. They're not gonna. They're, I think Instagram and Facebook's gonna want a piece of it, man. They're gonna want to take some money somehow. I don't know how they're gonna do that. I was just make, saying that to my girl, man. Yeah, they're not going to make it as easy as it is right now to, just to just to utilize their platforms. Just like in the early days of Facebook, we used to be able to like have an event and shout like send our our store sale or store party to like five thousand people. Then they cut that and they made you pay for that. So eventually, they're going to make you pay for doing this or having a live auction or some shit. But I think yeah, man, it's going to have an impact, man. It's putting so many more people on the map right now. People on the map, but also like there's people that are in like. There was an article in the fucking New York Financial Post, right? Whatever it was. And then there was. Oh, yeah, the $6,000 t shirt. There was an article on Vice. Then there was an article on fucking. Like everybody else picked up that article and wrote their own article. I just think, watch out. There's going to be documentaries. There's going to be more media coverage. And it's it's going to start from Instagram and then it's going to blow up into main media. And that's when you're going to see shit get wild. I don't know exactly how, but we'll see.
1: I'm, I'm trying to find out a way that is cool with me to show my collection. I haven't fully done that yet. I mean, pre book, like that's my ultimate goal. And that's, that's just going to take some time. My dude who I saw, he was in here already, uh, tags and threads just made the champion book. It takes a little more and man, it was hard listening to him, all the shit he had to go through to do that. But I'm definitely going to do it. Whether it's just like a magazine, it might not be quite as crazy as his because his is like, legit legit
0: yeah that book is sick but
1: like no one even knows dude i mean I, i've told you that personally like yeah no one knows it's so, it's pretty crazy
0: but i but i mean i feel like i i gave him shout out a couple times already and i feel like a lot of people bought the book hopefully if you haven't yet go buy that book because he's gonna sell out pretty fast please here. go if buy he my friend's book yeah it takes a little more i think what's the website do you even know it's like it
1: takes a little more. .com, I believe.
0: Yeah, go buy the book. Because everyone's always asking for for free game. This is free game. Buy the book. You get the game. It's not free. Dude, but it's buy cheap. the
1: book. It's like $40, and it's literally every – it answers every question about champion you could ever have. And this is something that a lot of people don't know about that shit. That information did not exist. That information didn't come off Google. didn't come off Wikipedia. It didn't come off fucking La La Land. Like that dude got in his car, he drove to North Carolina where it started or whatever, or New York, Rochester, whatever. He started somewhere. And then it was like an investigative reporting, dude. It's amazing. Nobody's ever done anything like that. And if you can't respect that, you can just eat shit.
0: Someone just said if you could spend 400 on a T, you could spend 40 on a book. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: 6,000, dude. Come on, man. And 40 on a book is a fucking steal. I bought vintage books for like 200 before, you know? And when you think of all that knowledge and all that time and all that energy, the amount of shit that you're going to see in that one book would take you way more than a lifetime to ever actually see in the wild.
1: I wish I had a copy right in front of me. I, I bought them for the store and I have a copy. I gave my kids a copy and dude, I, I love it, dude. It's the champion Bible, dude. Yeah, I would love to eventually do something like that. And the crazy thing is similar, not similar, but champion books exist, but they're all in Japanese, so you know, we're going to learn how to speak Japanese to read a book about champion. Like, no, this dude did all the work for you. Go buy one. or Yeah. And even, even
0: if you buy those Japanese books, typically they're magazines. It's like free and easy. Yeah. They're great. You'll get a lot of resources out of it. You might, you might pick up a date because you can read that. That's the only thing you can read probably. And then each episode has a little bit of info, but you're not going to find one that has that much targeted info. Um, and I have a shitload of, I have a shitload of those free and easies like on my bookshelf right next to me and other vintage books. And I've, I've been promoting the shit out of it. That's how you learn. You got to do your research.
1: That's how you learn, bro. That's how you learn. And I'm, I'm going to answer the question about Pixar shirts from your boy in a minute. But, um, that, that is something else that the kids who are doing this now don't realize, dude, y'all don't have to put in any work. All of the work is done for you. Dudes like Drew, dudes like Chris doing 1980 something where they all they do is talk about vintage for hours at a time. All of the eBay listings that exist now that never existed. It's like y'all have a tutorial, dude. We never had that. Drew and I didn't have that, man. We figured out everything on our own. I remember hitting you up and you hitting me up about like different ways to ship internationally and like, you and I have been talking through Instagram for a long, long time yeah, now, right? Yeah,
0: totally, totally, man.
1: I mean, years, years. But, yeah. yeah, the information is out there. Like, if you have to ask more questions now, you're just doing the wrong thing, man. Like, go get a job. Go to school. Like, do something that comes naturally to you. Because all the questions are answered for you. Somebody wants the book
0: name again. It's called It Takes a Little More. It's a vintage champion book. It takes a little more. Okay, answer the question about the Pixar shirts.
1: (laughs) I am hyped on the Pixar shirt thing. I'm not hyped on those shirts going for a thousand dollars. I don't think that those are a thousand dollar shirts. The shirt I'm wearing is a thousand dollar shirt, even though I don't even think they go for a thousand dollars. That those are thousand dollar shirts. There's some $1,000 jackets on this rack. A Toy Story Story shirt isn't really a $1,000 item. I'm sorry. If you want to pay that, that's fine. But I'm hyped on the Pixar shirts because it brings back, like, memories of, like, watching those movies with my kids because that's, like, how old they are. We watched those movies when they were two, three, four years old. So I I like seeing those shirts, and I remember those shirts, and much respect. To y'all who are getting a thousand dollars for that shit, man, going on those virtual fleas. I've been tuning in and buying some shit off there myself, man. And what that dude has done is I'll never hate on creativity ever. And it's very creative and it's very sick. I back that dude 100%. Nice, I'm nice. I hate it. I'm not there.
0: Uh, yeah, dude, I, I like that. You know, you can have opinions on lots of things, but it's true. It's hard to bash creativity and someone who's see. I think pe- pe- it's all it's the ultra salty people that hate on that creativity and that that inno- innovation within our space, right? Um, and yeah, you put it so good, man. You can't hate on creativity, dude. <laughs> the
1: the three k The three k heart shaped box shirt, I get because. I, I understand. And I was actually just talking to Thrift Lord about this the other day. That kid has like a, a fucking Nirvana magnet,
0: bro. Dude, it's crazy. That I've dude, told him that too. It's fucked up.
1: That dude has found more Nirvana t shirts than anybody on earth that I'm aware of. And he's never found that shirt. I've personally never owned that shirt.
0: Oh, My wow. I mean, we, we've had it like we've had it at least three, four times. Well, that's crazy. Y'all go
1: through thousands of units weekly. But to to, to see that that kid has never had that shirt yeah, means, crazy. means that that's very rare. And I'll address the kid who said, why can't the Pixar shirts go for $1,000? They made a ton of those, man. A ton. There's a warehouse somewhere out there with thousands of those sitting in the man. That was like baseball cards being printed 10 million at a time there's there's plenty of disney pixar all that kind of so that's
0: a, that's a good thing too found. do you did you take your kids to disneyland or disney world back in those days yeah so yeah, would, would there be pixar Christmas one year there would there be pixar shirts at the disney world shop back in that in that era oh for sure dude for sure for sure. All that shit. Cause you don't that seem to see them. Rare, you, don't, you don't see the, You don't seem to see the Pixar stuff coming out as much as like the traditional Disney stuff. At least I don't, I hardly get a Pixar shirt. So maybe they're out there. Maybe they just haven't even been do- That's another thing too. People donate on a weird timeline. So they're a bit newer. So maybe they haven't been like sent off to the donations yet where we're finding them more and more because that that's also a thing, right? Like, you tend to find things in a weird cycle of when people are finally going to get rid of something, but um,
1: it does happen in a weird cycle. I agree with that. As soon as somebody hits big, you know who else we didn't mention in this? Who is the OG dead stock digger. This dude was digging for now, 20 years ago, wax and threads, vintage. My dude in Knoxville, Tennessee. OG, OG, OG. Love that dude. He fucking kills it.
0: Big I have a fan. sticker from him on my freaking sticker wall in my office here. He sent me some shit a yes. while ago. He's a, he is an OG shout out wax and threads for sure.
1: That dude was buying stuff like 20 years ago. That's starting to hit now, man. Way, way early, dude. Way early. I, I like that dude a lot, man. I hope someone tells him that I shouted him out because he's one of my favorites.
0: I'm sure he'll hear about it. Um, okay, dude. I don't know. Is there any, any other questions? We might we might cut it. We're looking at like almost two hours.
1: Is that too long? No. Is that, okay. It seems no. like a long time.
0: <laughs> it is, but it was good. Someone just said this was the best live they've ever seen. That's How right. That? How about that?
1: We don't fuck around, baby. We're full court. Uh. I'm just playing.
0: I, Never end this I live, like he says. Waiko Wyko's been in the game, but I don't know if Wyko dug too much vintage. Waiko was like heavy rock key guy.
1: Yeah, that dude's been in the game for a long time, bro. For sure. Um,
0: oh, yeah. He was OG eBay.
1: OG eBay seller. OG eBay seller. For sure. I appreciate everybody's love, man. It's taken me a long time to do this, and um, yeah. I appreciate all the love.
0: Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. I'm stoked. Your face was revealed on my live. It's going to be on my podcast. You're a true OG man. And I appreciate you. Your store is epic.
1: Thank you, my brother.
0: This was a lot of fun. Keep digging that fucking dead stock into the listeners. Go out and get yours.
1: Thank you, my friend. Talk
0: soon. Okay. Talk soon, buddy. Thank you for tuning in. That was super fun episode. We did it live. It for the people had a lot of people tuned in. It was good shit. Now, if you want to support me, you know I always bust this out. The Patreon, go hit up my Patreon. Um, please, I drop mad content on there, exclusive content that you can only find there: business advice, life advice, all that good stuff. Check out my Patreon link down below. Also, if you want to learn more about vintage clothing, go check out my Amazon link down below. Buy a book. Put it in your brain cavity. Learn something, and shop vintage.com with 35% off with code VTGN stuff. Again, link and code down below. And if you want to mess with that good, good rework product, as you know, I own Frankie Collective. Go check the link down below. Shop women's vintage and rework vintage on frankiecollective.com down below. Please subscribe, like this video subscribe on iTunes, stay tuned, follow me on Instagram, mad more episodes coming up. We out.